0: Oh, <music> Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain podcast with Social Audie. That's me, Carol Jean. And my exceptionally special guest today is Jason Davis from Peeling Back the Mask podcast and JD Designs. He has some incredible t-shirts and hats and fantastic designs for autistics. Be sure you check it out. Jason has been talking about some really fantastic topics on his podcast, Peeling Back the Mask. I'm going to have a link to the show notes below. Be sure to go check it out after this one. Jason, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Let's just jump on in and we'll get started with the first question. Share with us your autism story.
1: Oh, my autism story. Well, um, (laughs) it it came about in kind of a a funny way because... um, my wife and I, we really like the TV series, The Good Doctor, which uh, for those that have never seen it, it's a story about an autistic doctor and he, kind of his struggles and his journey uh, trying to be accepted as a, a professional. And um, in one of the episodes, my wife, who is a doctor, she's a, a family doctor, uh, she says, you know you have a lot of characteristics of Sean. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah. And she would start pointing things out. And I never even realized that I did them. I was completely unconscious of them, but that comment kind of really stuck with me. And, um, you know, I had a lot of stereotypes about what autism was, as a lot of people do. And, um, you know, Sean in the show, he is, um, I hate to say it, but I, for neurotypicals, I, I think he could be classified as a stereotypical autistic. And um, and that's kind of the picture that I had in my mind. And I, I worked with a woman who had two autistic sons, and I got along really well with them, and it really surprised her. But, of course, you know, it never really. I
0: think you spoke the same language.
1: Yeah, it it never really clicked in that, you know, maybe I'm autistic. So, um, of course, being autistic, I kind of obsessed over it. I got online and um, started looking up videos on YouTube, articles, Um, I found some, actually a a whole slew of online tests to see if you're on the autistic spectrum or not. Um, I think
0: we have all gone down that rabbit hole.
1: Yeah. And it really surprised me that, uh, I scored very high on, uh, I think on the most, um, I think accepted test, it's 50 questions. And I scored 42 out of 50. And so I kind of, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'm not, uh, you know, I may not understand the questions or whatever. So I take it again, I get the same uh, result. And I asked my wife to sit down and do it with me. And again, I got on the ones that she could answer. It was what I answered as well. And 42 out of 50. So, um, you know, my wife was a little bit dismissive of it. And, um, of course it really kind of bothered me. And the more I got into it, the more I, um, I realized that, yeah, I'm autistic. And of course, 48 years old, uh, a month before my 49th birthday, and um, it was quite the uh, quite the eye opener.
0: Well, once you had this knowledge, I mean you you went down you went down the rabbit hole. You followed all the strings and the threads and made all the connections. You know, you start to have this conversation with your wife. But what were your initial feelings and thoughts once you realized this is me? Without question, this this is me, to a um, T. What, what were sort of your first processing thoughts on that?
1: I had about five meltdowns on the first week. Um, well, I think I, you just
0: probably spoke to everyone on the other side of this podcast, Jason. It is an immensely overwhelming process.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the initial thoughts were... Oh, my God, you know, you know I, I'm autistic. And uh, it was a mix of fear, um, a mix of just an, a sense of being overwhelmed by information. And it was a severe challenge on who I thought I was up until that point. And now I had to question everything and reanalyze. And um, yeah, it was, I I equate it to when a loved one dies, that that mourning that you go through, that's what I felt. I had this very large weight, on my stomach, it's like a, the, the tears came from a very deep place and it was very intense. And um, it was difficult as well because um, knowing my wife and kind of seeing her reaction, which was, you know, she didn't think it was such a big deal. I had to bottle it while she was around, then when she went to work and I put my daughter down for her nap, that's when I could just let it go, which as well cost a lot of energy and a lot of self-restraint. And now, you know, what are we? We're in November. And my wife is slowly starting to come to terms with the fact that I have autism and I'm finding that I'm getting a little better response from her uh, mentioning it. And so it, that in itself is a little bit healing because I think there's no worse feeling than having something that is very deeply affecting you and not being not having that support from your spouse or loved ones. And um, yeah, it, it it caused me to kind of withdraw from both from her and just in general for a while. And until I realized that, okay, well, for now I'm going to have to deal with this myself. Um, and, I'm okay with that because uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's me who has to come to terms with this. It's me that has to figure out who I am. It's me that has to um, get in touch with my autistic self. Uh, the other um, issue that was very disturbing for me was realizing uh, that I had been masking since I was a child and over 48 years of doing that or well 48 or so uh, of doing that I had no idea who I was then because now I realized and it made sense to me not only just somebody saying oh masking and me going oh I do that but realizing and pinpointing where I've been doing that throughout my life and then realizing I don't know who I am then. Like everything I know about myself is, is basically a farce that's made up. And uh, that was depressing in itself because I, I'm a person who likes to think that he is very honest and straightforward and I don't tend to hold back when I give my opinions, much to the dismay of others at times. But um, <laughs> it doesn't I make think me... we've all
0: fallen into that trap <laughs> once or twice in our autistic yeah.
1: life. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was um, that was a, 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 I think probably the hardest thing for me to get my head around was the fact that I needed to relearn who I am.
0: Wow. You, you have given us a lot and I (laughs) I have so many thoughts running through my head for discussion and questions on this. First, I want to just go back and start with the place where you were saying, you know, I, I then, learned I was autistic, wanted to talk to my wife about it, and and I think one of the things that I've learned along my journey of self-discovery and identification as autistic was, number one, I had to know what autism meant to me, how autism was me. How was that? How do I understand it? Before I could have a conversation with someone I dearly love to explain to them, from my perspective, what autism is. And just kind of learning that about myself. And it's a scary process because your entire belief system gets turned upside down. And you have decades of your entire life to now look back on Reflect on everything you've ever said, everything you've ever done, every relationship, every mishap, every job that you ended up leaving or getting fired from, and you replay everything in your head with the new knowledge, you are autistic the entire time. And it can be incredibly overwhelming. And like you did say, it is truly part of a grieving process. In that phase that we go through and I call that beginning phase when you have the new knowledge and you go back and review it all that's the processing phase. Because that's what you're doing you're just processing all this information with this new pair of glasses that you just got now everything's nice in 2020. And it's all in technicolor and high definition where it was black and white and grainy before. (laughs) So it's a whole new world right. It a whole new world and I won't do that <laughs> <'Cause> i just, <laughs> I, could totally, I could totally do it, but I won't. <laughs> but I, and I love that, that you share it that way, Jason. And one of the reasons that I started Mind Your Autistic Brain was because I did it alone. I did all of that alone because I didn't know to, or even it didn't dawn on me because I'm, just didn't. I'm very, I was very internal with all of that when I started. I didn't know to go look for somebody else who was autistic ahead of me on the journey to go, is this, is this how, how you felt? Is this what happened to you? You know, what do I do? Because it is incredibly overwhelming. It is emotional. It is mental. It is physical. And the overwhelm and exhaustion is very real. The meltdowns, and if you're not careful, the burnout that happens in that processing phase, it is real. It, it is full on. It is is—it is the NFL player in full pads coming at you.
1: Yeah. it <laughs> you're it was, the little uh,
0: skinny kid in the peewee uniform going, no!
1: <laughs> yeah, it's literally a train coming towards you. Yeah, Um, it
0: it does feel that way. I mean, in amongst all of the excitement and relief for finally having an answer that explains it,
1: I think the relief came um, almost about a month later. Um, You know, I um, I also have PTSD, um, and so the with autism. I t- I've un- unconsciously, unwantingly uh, rerun things in my life over and over and over again. And um, it, having once I was, uh, oh, I, I eventually went and got an official diagnosis. Um, but once um, I started going through and trying to tag, Areas in my life where, yep, that was autism, yep, that was autism, um, it really aggravated my uh, PTSD. And so I would go, normally I go to bed at night uh, just tired because my brain never stops. I'm thinking of a hundred different things all day, every day. And um, so I would go to bed fall asleep, and then I would start having nightmares Um, because as well, it started um, bringing into question, okay, if I had known or my parents had known that I was autistic, would this have happened? And, um, you know, now looking back on it, I'm, I'm actually kind of happy I wasn't diagnosed when I was younger because I grew up in the 70s and 80s uh, and 90s. Me too. Yeah. So can you imagine with all the um, the stereotypes in that time as well, autism wasn't an actual diagnosis uh, except for when it was labeled severe, right? Meaning that the autism physically affected the person. And when, you know, I hate, I really hate using the term now after researching it, but when you're considered high functioning uh, and labeling by neurotypicals, of course, um, that um, you're back then, we would have been just labeled as Retarded, uh, we would have been put into special classes, you know, and not good special classes. We basically would have been uh, segregated from all the other kids, uh, you know. Parents not wanting us to uh, to interact with their children, uh, all kinds of things would have happened, as well as the bullying, the abuse, uh, which. For a lot of us, was pretty bad anyway. Yeah, but, uh, I
0: couldn't imagine it with with a label hanging on my back. I mean, it's bad exactly. enough with the kick me sign that snotty little kid put on me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, you know, after I mean, even today they don't know a whole lot about it. They're they're starting to, but even in I think the year two thousand, more or less, they were starting to make kind of, even though they shouldn't have, but, you know, the labels of severe to light autism when, when we know that um, it, it doesn't work that way. And so. Um,
0: and knowledge and awareness are power. We, we get smarter every day. Thank the Lord. <laughs> well, yeah. Moving along this journey, getting to where you are now with everything that you have experienced and and sort of how you've digested the information and, and begun moving forward in your life to peel back the mask as your podcast says, what's, what's been the hardest or most challenging part so far for you?
1: Um, I think the, the masking is just, um, I'm trying to give in to my autistic instincts, you know. So if I feel like counting, if I feel like stimming, uh, whatever it is, I let myself do it, um, because, you know, I, I realize that that masking, in a certain sense, um, helps us, you know, not just uh, when it comes to social interactions, but also helps us to grow as people and to um, help us develop in areas that we were weak in. Just and, like
0: with anything, it's a tool and it's all in how you use it.
1: Yeah. But in masking, basically masking is a repression of your autistic instincts. And so learning how to stop doing that. Sorry, learning how to stop doing that uh, is a really, really big challenge. Is a really, really big challenge. And, um, And then being able to identify what your autistic instincts are. Is it really an instinct or is this, sorry, my wife. Okay. Is it it an autistic instinct, or is it just something that you know you read that you think you may have, or you know, there's a lot of deciphering that you have to go through, and then kind of slowly put yourself back together, which takes a long, long time, and it um, I I find it some days depressing. Because well, I said,
0: you know, it took me 40 years to build up the layers and all the different masks to adapt to everything I was doing. It's not going to take me 40 years to peel them back, but it's going to take me a little bit of time. It's not going to happen overnight. And it's not like all of a sudden you're going to stand there and, and you blow off the facade and boom, I'm in my birthday suit ready to go. Because <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see that really. But, you know. <laughs> But I think having that understanding and the self compassion to go, you know what? I didn't get here overnight, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna undo decades overnight either. Nor can your brain handle that. There has to be a little space to adapt and to adjust because growth is. You got to have a little, you got, your brain has to feel safe because I teach you, I teach everybody and mind your autistic brain. The neuroscience in that is that your brain, number one, seeks safety first. And anytime we do anything outside of what we're used to doing and our brain feels comfortable in, even if it's a good change, it's a good thing for us. Our brain still sees it as a threat first because it's not what it knows.
1: Yeah. Relearning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with that being the hardest part, how have you found ways to embrace that for some growth and change?
1: Um, I think rather than focusing on the negative, because, uh, you know, we can really go through our, our lives and say, oh, you know, If I had been diagnosed here and, oh, if I had been diagnosed here and, you know, oh, my life could have been so much different, I think it's, uh, you need to realize that this is good for you now in that knowledge heals, right? When we've gone through our lives and we've always felt, you know, on the sidelines not like everyone else. We've doubted ourselves. We've been in depression. Uh, just we aren't like everyone else, right? And we feel alien. So now you have the, the why and there are a lot of positives to it. You now know who you are and how you fit in. So you can identify your autistic self and stop feeling like you're on the sidelines, because now you know, you know what, I am on the sidelines, but not so much as I thought, because there are lots of us out there. I believe the the most recent statistic is that one in 56 people is on the autistic spectrum, which, you know, isn't a whole, whole lot, but it's not near as few as we feel it is. Um, and also, being autistic, we have some fantastic skill sets. Everyone is different. Everyone is unique, which is something I've, I've really, um, I really, I like to joke that, you know, it's a little joke I play in my head that, uh, you know, ah, those neurotypicals are all the same. You know, <laughs> autistics, everyone is unique, you know, no two are alike. So we are literally unique. And uh, I take a bit of comfort in that because I've always known that I was different. I've always felt unique and now I know why. And um, by being armed with with this information I can now go online, I can find information, I can find other people like myself, uh, can get found, like uh, you found me, but through um, The Life Autistic. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. we met on Instagram. And, yeah, and um, and start to make some connections. Uh, I've never been one to have deep friendships or long friendships. And my brain just kind of sees it as, okay, if I make a friend with someone, then we're friends forever. And it doesn't need that constant validation yeah. right? where neurotypicals seem to need that constant validation that we're still friends. And no, I'm your friend. <laughs> exactly. And they don't get that. And, but now being connected to a community of people that are like me in general, and understand me much better than any neurotypical possibly could, I finally feel that I fit in somewhere. And that is a weight off of my shoulders that I've been carrying my entire life.
0: I can 100% agree with you. That has probably been the greatest gift for me of 2020, is that I have met and made some of the most incredible friends and true connection friendships because we all got online. We were all forced online and we found each other. And just like just the conversations that we have online on a daily basis. I mean, You and Ken and Sarah and Rebecca and everybody that I I come in contact with every day makes me laugh, brings me joy, makes me think. Becca Shirley makes me think, oh my gosh, she is just, she is the most insightful, deep person. (laughs) And and she is so fun to have a conversation with because she makes me think in completely different ways, which I love. I love a challenge. I love for my brain to, to... kick in, you know, because it is running at warp speed like yours till it, I I would love to know what it's like to have a quiet brain. I don't know what that is.
1: (laughs) No, I don't.
0: I don't know Mm -hmm. that I could probably even handle that extreme of quiet.
1: (laughs) There was a point in my life where I actually thought I was going crazy. And quite probably I I was. Um, There was a point where I was nonverbal. Right. So I spent my, all of my time in my head, but, um, I, my, my stims, like my specifically counting, I, I don't know why I've always been just a counter and, um, you're not alone. The, yeah, the, I don't like, my brain just would never stop and, um, you know, as well as during that time being nonverbal, non-social, uh, always in my head, uh, my PTSD was off the rails. Um, I was in a constant depression uh, and a daily fight for my life. And um, it just, you know, for a kid of 16, 17, 18 years old, it was... Too much for me to process.
0: Well, you've shared the hardest, you've shared some (laughs) of the best, you've shared some great insights. But what is the one bit of information or a specific tip that you want to share with other autistics who are listening today to know as they are beginning their autism journey? What's something that you want to share with somebody? Because, you know, as part of Mind Your Autistic Brain, we turn around and we put our hand out and we help the next person coming along. That's part of what we do. So what's what's your helping hand, Jason?
1: Be kind to yourself. Uh, You're going to get so much information. It's part of our, our neurological makeup is to, you know, once we think that we're autistic, once we, you know, are diagnosed autistic or even non-diagnosed, but you know that you're autistic, we dive into the information. Um, Take the information that you get with a bit of salt, right, because it's not all going to apply to you. You have to go through a filtering process and and do some self-identifying along the way. Um, You know, have you always had a... um, this desire to rock when you're feeling anxious, but you've suppressed it, you know. Okay, that's something that, if not, well, okay, then then that's not you. Remember that everybody on the the autistic spectrum is different. You are going to have uh, a specific set of uh, abilities and. Um, know oh, disabilities. I guess I I don't like the word, but I mean
0: challenges say, work. Yeah, we have, we have challenges, some challenges.
1: challenges. That's a good word. Um, and you're going to need to just let your instincts take over. And I I think. Whoa, right, I there, Jason, learning, right there, Jason.
0: Right <laughs> there. Repeat that. Let Later. your instincts take, take
1: over. over. Yeah.
0: Because, you know, Jason, I I love talking to you, my friend. I really do. Because you have just, listening to your podcast, which you guys have, if you have not listened, he has an episode with his friend, Osiris. He broke it up into three parts because this was some meaty stuff. These guys talk about some really great things. You want to go check out that episode. Believe me, you want to do it. You don't want to miss it. It is so good. And this is why I love Jason. This is why I absolutely love Jason. It's these little nuggets of insight. It's these little golden things that really are going to make a difference in your experience and your journey. Jason Davis, thank you so much for being here today. Peeling Back the Mass podcast is just such a gift to the autism community. I am loving it. I am enjoying it. And I am so thrilled to be able to share you and your voice today. If you guys want to hook up with Jason, you want to follow him on social media, it's peeling back the mask. I'll have all the links in the show notes below. He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook and he's a community member for mind your autistic brain. So go in there and pick his autistic brain. He's got some great insights and he's such a fun guy and great sense of humor. And, quite possibly has one of the best t-shirt designs I've ever seen. And it is going to be mine for Christmas. That's all there is to it because aliens, you can't go wrong with an alien shirt anytime. Oh, I'm
1: going <laughs> to upload that alien shirt. Yeah. I've got it on a different store.
0: Jason Davis, thank you so much for joining us and for being here today.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed it.